eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential and then through some elbow grease, fresh installs and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own? Look to your left, look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly. So there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Welcome to the Jill on Money podcast. It is Friday, December 11th, and we are here to hold your hand get you through whatever questions are on your mind financially, the best way to get in touch with us is to send an email. Ask Jill at jillonmoney.com. Ask Jill at jillonmoney.com. Don't forget to give us lots of details. This is a question about backdoor Roths from Jeff. And he says, I listen to all the podcasts. I appreciate what you and Mark do. You guys hit an area of interest in early December when you talked about backdoor Roths. But there's one thing I wish you had talked about. You detailed that going up to $172,000 would keep you in the 22% tax bracket. The information that would also be good to have is the impact on Medicare surcharges. Yes, you're absolutely right. You know, it's funny. I talk about that in other areas when I talk about required minimum distributions and the benefits of converting to a Roth, which is often that you can save yourself from that dreaded thing where you start paying more for Medicare. So, Jeff, thank you for nudging me. This is a very good thing. There's something called IRMA, I-R-M-A-A, Income-Related Monthly Adjustment Amount. And so when you have a certain amount of income, there is like a surcharge that you pay on your Medicare. So, for example, if you're married filing jointly, right, and you have, um, let's say, over, I'm going to just give you the over $218,000 to $272,000 of income, you have to pay extra money for Medicare parts B and D. And the surcharges are 176 bucks a month. And so if you've got way more income, like if you have more than, let's say 750 grand, you're paying $423 extra a month. Jeff's basically said that they had, they had a problem because They had all this different income and um, essentially he said he made a big mistake by not starting Roth conversions immediately upon retirement, but now they both have Medicare and they're going to get hit with a surcharge. Anyway, so is there any good website that helps calculate the tax implication and Medicare surcharge implications of converting certain amounts? I got this sheet, this one sheet from Ed Slot last year. I wonder if he has it on his website. The 2020 Medicare income planning is what I was looking at. I mean, it's on the IRS. It's on the Medicare website, I'm sure. Justin writes, student loan question for you. I have just over $250,000 in student loans, which are consolidated and all federal. I have no private loans. I've been on IDR plan. 
I think he's saying that he is on income-based repayment plan, and he says, I anticipate staying there for the foreseeable future. I'm wondering what's the best COVID plan of attack for paying off these loans. Of course, right now, monthly payments are on pause. I've been maintaining my minimum. It's only $25. It goes directly to principal while I build up the remainder of my emergency fund. Here are the two options that I'm weighing for when payments resume. Pay the monthly minimum of $25, and after that's applied automatically towards accrued interest, pay any extra funds each month. Since in 25 years, the amount of the loan would be forgiven, do I pay the monthly minimum and put any extra funds into a... No. No. Oh, Mark, my head's going to explode right now. I'm just going to explode. How did you get $250,000 in student loans, and what do you do? I need more information. What happens with an income-based plan, um, you you do get the loan forgiven after 25 years, but you could put extra funds into a balanced taxable investing account. I don't think you should do that. I just need to know more about your life so we can give you some better information, but I mostly want to know how you got 250 grand. Why are we doing this to ourselves? This jibes. I was just telling Mark, I, um, I'm going to put a new article up and it's fascinating to me that you know, we, t- we sometimes I hear these stories, Mark, 6% of borrowers, just 6% owe more than $100,000 in debt and student loan borrowers. And 2% have more than 200,000. So like that 6% of anyone who has more than $100,000 of debt represents a third of all outstanding student loan debt. You people are insane. I don't know what you're thinking. Why you think this is going to be good for your kids? I know I'm supposed to be nicer about this. I know that we had Kate Zaloom on, that parents are under pressure. Stop it. Stop this. It's crazy. I'm shaking my head. Wish you could see me right now, Mark. I've got, um, you know, there's a Yiddish word. It's called fabicina. You ever heard that word, Mark? Mm, fabicina. It's like, it's a, a sourpuss. It's like the face you make if you bite into a lemon. I've got one of those looks on my face. I've got a, a ba- big bad case of fabicinitis reading that. Dave writes, I've only been listening to you for six months, but I really enjoy your podcast and the information you provide your listeners. Hey, Dave, thanks for listening. And um, if you like us, then spread the word. Okay, good. Now, Dave says we're debt free, including our home. Kids are grown. They're on their own. My wife and I are both 50 and we hope to work at our current jobs for another five years, at which time we'd like to retire at age 55. We're maxing out our 401ks, our Roths and our health savings account. They've got one and a half million dollars in a 401ks, about $100,000 individual brokerage, $35,000 in Roths, $60,000 in an emergency reserve fund, $20,000 in savings. So here's what they need. They need $4,200 a month. Let's see. Would it be advisable to reduce our 401k contributions just to the matching level? So instead of a 13% contribution, we'd go to a 6% and then take the remaining 6% and put it in our individual brokerage account to build up a bridge for the four and a half years between ages 55 to 59 and a half. In 401ks, it's a mix between traditional and Roth. Changed about five years ago when Roth option became available with a 401k. Keep up the great work. Many thanks, Dave. So I unfortunately am not sure you're going to make it um, based on this game plan. I think that you're probably going to have to work longer unless you're telling me the one thing I guess you didn't mention is, are you going to have any sort of pension income? $4,200 a month is not 
a nothing amount and you're going to blow through a lot of your money in the period between 55 and 65, essentially, until you can get Medicare, I think you got to keep working longer. So I like the idea of having more Roth money, but I think you really better run these retirement numbers because it does not sound like you're in the best shape to actually reach your goal. Okay. Don writes, hi, Jill. Thanks for taking my question. I'm 68, semi-retired, and will wait until 70 to take Social Security. I'm not pleased with my stock portfolio performance over the years. I've basically earned about a 3% return. I'm not comfortable with volatility in the market, but realize bonds, CDs, et cetera, they offer little or no real return. I have life insurance policies for my family, but where do you suggest putting my money that is just sitting in the bank? Thanks. I have no idea what you're invested in, but to imagine that over the years you've had a 3% return, mm, there's something wrong. I'm missing something. I need you to follow up with me. I need more details. Okay. Now, guys, you hear me say this. I've now said this a couple of times, which is I need more details. I need more details. Well, I need more details from you when you send us your questions. So if you have a question, either send a lot of details or please join us. Come on the program with us. Mark will arrange it all. Send us an email, askjill at jillonmoney.com and Mark will do the rest. It'll be so great. Just say, hey, I want to come on the show with you. Uh, We're very excited about our weekend. Our weekend guest will be talking to you about year-end financial planning. It's going to be a lot of fun. Recidivist guest Michael Goodman of Wealthstream Advisors joins us. So you'll be very happy that you tuned in for that. And as always, wash your hands, wear your masks, maintain your physical distancing, do something nice for someone else today. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Tomorrow. 